single with Jeanette and Tracy. We are not relationship experts or sex therapists. We are two people navigating the world as single, independent feminists having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. We hope you'll join us on this journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. I am your host, Jeanette Bonner. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a while since we've had a new episode, so thank you for your patience. But we are very excited to have a a new episode for you this month, being February, the month of love, or not. Um, I am joined with my friend Shoshana. Thank you for being here with me. Hola. And the voice of the patriarchy today is my good friend Ari. Ari, thanks for being here. You're so welcome. Shalom, everybody. (laughs) All right, you guys, we're going to get right in it. Um, so I brought Shoshana in because um, I wanted some perspective. Shoshana um, likes everybody. <laughs> no, uh, how do you – I hate I hate being binary. I hate putting labels on things. But, like, when people ask, how do you define yourself? Well, I say bisexual only because people understand sex, you know, male or female. But um, – Someone said something about something called pansexual. Yeah, yeah. We actually had um, an episode on that already. My friend Diane just like came out to her parents as pansexual. <laughs> so we had to talk about that because I was like, did they understand? How did that go over? Like, what does that mean? Because there's still a lot of confusion about what that word means. She literally said people thought that she was attracted to pans. <laughs> like Peter Pan? No, like like, like pots, pots and pans. And- wow. Right? Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of ignorance out there, but that's okay. That's why we talk about it because we want to help, uh, foster communication and and not ignorance. Uh, you know, I mean, I could admit, I didn't really understand what's the difference between pansexuality and bisexuality. And it, it comes down to the fact that we're trying to get away from binary labeling. So, you know, you could just sort of be gender queer, which means bisexual doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. So pansexuality is just sort of like who you are, whoever you are, we love you. Yeah, right. Exactly. So what so you you tell people you're bisexual, but Yeah. I tell people bisexual, so then they just don't expect me to <laughs> so like they stop want asking sex. stupid questions. <laughs> exactly. For, so they don't ask you if you like pans. Yes. Yeah. That- <laughs> That's good. That's great. That's a good uh, approach to life. Um, so before we get started, if you're comfortable with it, I'd love to hear where you are at. Um, people make fun of me when I say this, but I love it. I'm just going to roll with it. Your single journey. Oh my God. <laughs> where are you at on your single journey? Where are you at in your Let's single see. life? Um, so right now, I, for men, I'm on Bumble. <laughs> okay. And I was on uh, Tinder. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like Tinder because the last guy I dated, I caught him on Tinder when we were in a relationship. <laughs> Shut Hold. Wait, we're going to come back to this in a second. Yeah. How long have you... And oh I had God. never been on Tinder, but I was oh like, let God. me see what, what what's so special people? about Tinder. There's not. There's that's, not. There's it, like it was a waste of humanity on so it. so strange. Um, and it was all visual. It was all kind of like, oh, this person's hot. This person's not. Like yeah. the hot or not member yeah. back in the day before uh, Facebook. So, um, and with women, I tend to just meet them in person. I don't know. It's a strange thing. Well, how long have you been single? 
Um, since October, the the first week of October. Okay, so you just came out of a relationship. Yeah. And how long was that relationship? Oh man, it was like three months, three or four months. Okay. So you've dated people off and on, and when you're in a relationship, do you tend to be monogamous? You sort of... Oh, yeah. You're exclusive. Completely. Okay. Yeah. So you're dating one person, and then you go back to the dating apps. Yeah. Well, I, I've only... The only time I've ever met someone on a dating app was the last guy I dated, and it just ended really bad. So I'm like... Oh, no. I haven't actually messaged anyone. I like guys on the app, but I don't actually communicate with them. <laughs> that sounds like a really it's so bad i hate it's to so say it's bad. like masculine approach like really? i'll just say like i find on the apps that guys will just sort of like like a photo but won't initiate a conversation yeah whereas i what's the point of that i need to know if i could talk to you cool yeah. you think you like my dress that's that's great that gives me no information whereas i initiate conversation and i have found in conversations with other single women that that's to be the case where Women will initiate conversation. Uh, oh, my God, your dog's so cute. What's his name? It could be really simple. Yeah. Whereas guys are just like, 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 she's pretty. Really? Like, right. I don't know. I had a, um, I was conversing on Tinder and I, uh, there was a guy that I was very interested in. He was handsome. He was in the film industry and like he, he was the perfect height. Because like height is very important, apparently. So <laughs> he wrote me back and like and basically tells me, "Oh, this is shallow. Why don't we just meet up? I I don't want to have a conversation with you. I want to meet you." But it's freaky for me because I had such a weird experience from the last guy I met. Yeah, I, it just was awkward. I can't even tell you how awkward that whole thing yeah. was. I stopped using Tinder as well because I had a strength. It was it was three strikes for me. One guy was on drugs on the date. What? Which I didn't know because I'm naive. But when I explained his behavior to someone else, they were like, oh, he was totally on speed. Whoa. Um, the second guy uh, asked me if I wanted to do drugs in the bathroom. <laughs> and then the third guy, not necessarily in order, um, the third guy had this really sort of infamous Tinder date that I told everyone about, posted about it on Facebook, where he um, went through the motions of this I don't want to say it's a con game. It's a pickup game. Like if you Google it, it will have almost a million hits um, called Strawberry Fields, where a couple of my friends already know this. So I'll go through this very briefly. It's this like, um, let me take you through this imagination game, right? So you like close your eyes. All right. You're in your favorite place. You found it. Great. So walk away from your favorite place. You're in a field. You see a big wall. Describe the wall to me, Right. Then he says, okay, great. Find a way through or above the wall. On the other side is a strawberry field. Describe the strawberries to me. And then someone comes into the strawberry patch, and you're like, who is it? Um, and then, who, first of all, who is it? And then what do you say? What do you say to that person? So I, like, totally failed this thing because I was not – this guy was a complete misogynist a-hole from the get-go. It's a long story I won't get into. But I basically was like, my wall was made of stone and 12 feet high. And he's like, find a way around it. And I was like, there's no door. And the wall is supposed to represent your um, desire to have sex with this person. Oh. So I guess somehow this is supposed to, like, let this guy... Loosen you up? Yeah. I think he did it wrong is what I've been told. Like, when you look at how it's done properly, wow. it's... If you're really smooth at it, if you're Ryan Gosling and, like, crazy stupid love, right, then you say you say things that makes a girl want to say, 
like you're supposed to judge her answer and be like, oh, that's not right. And she's like, what do you mean? What did I get wrong? Like, I thought you'd be the kind of person who would, well, what does it mean if I don't have oh a, a wooden fence? Like, don't worry about it. And then so she gets really intrigued. This guy was literally just like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not interested. I have a stone wall. There's no door. The strawberries are supposed to represent your sexual appetite. So I guess you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, I had 3,000 of them. <laughs> no, that's too many. <laughs> I, had, I had eight of them, and they were really wet and juicy and I don't know, you yeah. know? And I was like, I've seen wild strawberries, so mine were, like, really small and, and half green and tart. <laughs> so like, like, I was ripe. like, there's no appetite for you. <laughs> and then the, the guy that came in was a farmer, duh. And I, he's like, what do you say to the farmer? I said, are these your strawberries? <laughs> and I think the, it's supposed to be him and the farmer's – what you say to him is supposed to represent what you – Will you pick my strawberries? <laughs> what will you say the morning after? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Feel free to Google this, by the way, because I'm doing like a hardcore Can I do this through. to other women? Is this something that I Does can it work? Do? Is that what you're asking me? If, if you this do it properly. I get women to sleep with me. I, I guess. I think there's better ways. I'm not going to lie. Um, well, let's. I want to go back to something that you said that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you meet guys on apps and you meet women in real life. Yeah. Talk to me about that. I don't know. I just find it's easier. I've... Uh, I find it easier to talk to women. I don't know. Do you find that women are more approachable in real life? Yes. And some of them. But men, I feel like it takes time. Like you have to have conversations for longer. And personally, me personally, I feel like, um, yeah, well, I guess you're right. You hit it. Women are more approachable in person. And I I have a little tendency to not trust men. Like, I feel like in the beginning, they put on this facade to try to woo you. And the last two guys I dated definitely, you know, showed me that that was true. But I mean, some people would argue with me and say, well, women are too. But the women I've dated or... I feel like you hold the key to the universe. Like, this is fascinating. (laughs) What? Okay. What draws you to men? Um, oh, I love dick. Great. <laughs> don't, don't we all see her? <laughs> I, love, I love the cock. Um, and I like the ma- masculinity. Um, you know, I'm, I grew up with, without really, without a father after I was eight. And so I, my family's full of nothing but women. So it's just kind of like this masculinity that I crave. Um, and I enjoy it, but... It can be overwhelming sometimes. It can be, uh, and I get kind of tired of it. It's like, mm. it's too much. But um, yeah, women, it's like not enough masculinity. It's too too feminine. Yeah, well, what is it that draws you to women? Um, the the softness. Even no matter what their their style is or, you know, what their career is. Are you talking or, about like emotionally? Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman I find to be softer, uh, more, not more compassionate. I mean, there are men that are compassionate, but uh, I mean, the, again, this is my own personal perspective. No, of you course. Know, like, yeah. I, I feel like uh, there's more of a conscience when you do things. Like, yeah. 
follow you think through you analyze right i mean that's really what it is i've never dated overanalyze but we think through and we follow through whereas men are a little more just to be general um a little more impulsive and in the moment yeah and um you know the girls that i've dated um they when they did something wrong in in my eyes morally and i you know about their relationship and i say something to them they don't do it again you know like cheating or or like um or you know Lying. flirting mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know something that affects me and hurts me whereas men i find that they repeatedly still do it almost like wow. like like it's a masculinity thing like you're not gonna tell me what to do kind of thing wow um so so yeah i, I do find that i hurt more when i'm with men like i find myself like uh being disappointed more with a man yeah. in relationship so what makes you keep going? Like, let's say, what was the last relationship you just came out of? Um, well, I, yeah, I, I actually, I was with women for 10 years. And okay. then um, in April, I started dating men again. Can uh, I ask you why? Why? Yeah. I did this thing called Landmark, which is oh, yeah. like this, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I you wouldn't either, really. <laughs> so, um, and it made me think about, okay, the things that I want out of life, why do I not go for them? Or why do I hold myself back from the things that I want? Um, that's things that have happened to me in my past, basically, and mm-hmm. that I've not healed from. And so I worked on those things and I healed from them. And I was like, I woke up one day and I was like, I, I, I want to see if I can be with a man. Like I want to see if, if I've been with women because of to what happened them. to me, yeah. um, you know, in my past. So so I did. I dated a guy for only like two months. <laughs> then I broke it off. Just And you were like, I need women again. Yeah. I, like he, do you find that you like, I don't know, kind of teeter-totter back and forth? Like too no. much of this and now I need to balance with this and too much of this? Um, I find that I'm not able to date both at the same time. So um, it's overwhelming for me to, yeah. to date men and date women at the same time. It's very overwhelming. Um, and believe it or not, men actually are jealous. You would think that would be their fantasy, but the last guy I was with became very jealous because I was attracted to women. We would both look at a woman's butt together and then he'd be like, what, what the fuck are you doing? And I'd be like, but you were just looking at her butt too. So what's, what's happening here? (laughs) What's wrong? What's wrong? Fascinating. But um right now i i I've, but that's I've been that double standard in society right like men are allowed to be attracted to everything that moves mm-hmm. and women are only allowed to have eyes for their partner that's the patriarchy yep. right there that's that's the shit that we're just and the same with women i mean the women i've been with were highly jealous of men who would flirt with me or because you know i work in the bar scene um they, and they would be jealous of men. It, it's it's such a strange, strange thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I can only date one at a time. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Um, so you <laughs> – but we were chatting before and you told me some examples of some like crazy things that have happened to you mm-hmm. in, um, <laughs> in, your, in your dating life, in your single life. Um, I, I want to talk on one thing that I found really interesting that you mentioned to me um, – you were talking about how you'd had you'd experienced both extremes, like super unemotionally unavailable people and super clingy, moving fast people. Mm-hmm. Can I be a, a complete jerk and guess who was who? 
Okay. Yes. Was it the guy? Was it a male that was emotionally unavailable? Oh, yeah. And was it a woman that was super clingy? Actually, I've had both. Oh, okay. Okay, both. good, good. Yeah. That sort of dismantles yeah. my theory, which is interesting. I've had, I've had both between both sexes. That's the generalization that, like, women are super needy and super clingy and want to, like, have a baby tomorrow. And guys are distant and unsure and uncommittal, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's the – and I will not – I mean – I, I'm trying to be equal and fair, yeah. but my experience, I have yet to meet a super clingy guy. Oh, no. The last guy I was with was so clingy. He was so clingy that um, within a month, he was whispering, I love you in my ear. Um, at, when we would go to sleep, I'd come over his house, you know, and stay the night. And he'd whisper it in my ear and I'd wake up and hear it, but I wouldn't respond because I didn't love him. I only knew him like not even a month. A month. Not lot, even yeah. like we only it's hung out maybe twice a week. And then uh, he started to say his ex-girlfriend's name loudly in his sleep, which I don't still don't believe that truly happened. So he okay, would get so me we're gonna, to say I love you. No, we're going to cancel him out yeah. because he has some things he needs to work <laughs> exactly. on. That doesn't count. No, but he was very clingy. So I've had both. Definitely. And the last girl I was with for five years, um, she wasn't ready. After five years being together, she wasn't ready to have kids and get married. And I was. And so I broke up with her because I wanted to. Yeah, I wanted that. Good for you. Yeah. That's really, I think that's one of the really hard things is, um, and this happened with me too, is that I was in a relationship where I was like emotionally supported and very much in love. But also knew this is this is a theory I have about like heart versus head, where your brain knows that this is not the right person for the future that you want, and that is so hard because when you're lonely and you're sad, you're like, oh my god, I I took that thing away from myself that loved me yep. because I my brain thought it wouldn't match in the future. Like as any as as if any of us know like what's mm-hmm. going to happen in the future or something. So um, we're all constantly warring between the 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 life pattern that we anticipate for ourselves or envision for ourselves versus what we have in the moment. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. She treated me really good, so it was really really hard oh, to let her. Go. Okay. <laughs> oh, she treated you. Yeah. I heard cheated. Oh you? no no she treated. I was like oh girl then no, 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 no don't even worry about it. No no she treated yeah, me. Yeah, really that's really good. hard. That's that's really tough. Yeah. But um. If you know what you want in that future and they're not aligning, then there's no point mm-hmm. in like, you know, just sort of like squeezing the sponge and like trying to wring it out and make it work. Then you'll both end up miserable. Yep. So I know because you and I are friends that something that you do want is a baby. Mm-hmm. And recently you made a very big decision. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go ahead and tell <laughs> us what that is. <laughs> so um, like I had said, my, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend two years ago because I was ready to have kids. And I'm in my late 30s, so I don't think people understand that men can have babies old, uh, older in their years. Oh, yeah. I have a f- that friend that had a baby in his mid-60s. Exactly. His and his partner women, was under 40. It's hard. If you're not a celebrity with a whole lot of money <laughs> like Janet Jackson, you can't have a baby past like 40 I mean, I mean, you can. You can. Yeah. I've had it's friends expensive. that have had, right, not without additional treatments mm-hmm. or backup plans. It becomes exceptionally expensive and um, emotionally challenging if you don't have a partner to help you through that. Yeah. So I have decided um, 
with the support of my family and all my friends, um, that I'm going to be having a child on my own. I'm going to actually have the child. Um, I found out my insurance pays for IVF, which I'm really excited That's about. That's great. Yep. My insurance pays for it. And, uh, the IVF, I think the first three tries, um, and uh, yeah, that's why I'm working so hard, um, and saving money and paying off my debt and things like that. But I'm going to do it because I truly want a family and I'm not going to, I'm not needy to need someone to help me. I don't need a man or a woman to be my yeah. partner. Um, if, you know, if I meet someone and they want to be a part of that, then that would be great. Or, yeah. you know, if, if I do meet someone who's to say, then it worked out, but I'm not, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait for that. So congratulations. I think that is crazy huge. And like just owning what you want and making the decision to do it. Like there's nothing stronger as a woman to just be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I want this thing. I don't want someone to, I don't need someone to make it happen. And also the follow through, I think is like, you're badass to me. Thank you. And I have a lot of inspiring women, uh, friends, very close friends who are all raising their children on their own. So you know, they're inspiring to me and I know I can do it because of them. So let me ask you, <laughs> wait, when are you looking to like try, start the process of getting pregnant? So my first appointments are in April. My mom is so this year. Up. Yeah. My okay. mo- well, my mom is flying up to go to start to the, do the uh, infertility things because I do have irregular periods and some things. And, um, I've never been able to get pregnant in the past when I was with, um, I was with a guy for 10 years and we, I never could get pregnant. So, um, I, I have to have a bunch of testing done and things yeah. like that. And then I have to find out if, um, I have a couple options, um, sperm donors. Um, I have a couple of really like great people, friends. you know, yeah, I have really great friends. Um, oh, that is super interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to have a donor sperm. Well, I'm, I'm thinking about that too. Um, Creo bank is a really great sperm bank that, um, they have like a whole pro, uh, profile on each sperm. Oh donor. yeah. No, my friend just went through this and I envisioned, I was like, are there just like binders, uh, binders <laughs> yes. of men shopping for like sperm page 70? Like, Oh my God. I it's can't amazing. even, if you had to choose, I wouldn't even know how to begin. Well, I, I kind of like that only because I feel like not, no offense, you know, to my friends, I, I love them, but, um, if, if sometimes people, things happen and I don't want to get in any, it's complicated, uh, you know, court things and yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Like this is, I want to, I want to have the child right. and I want it you to have be to mine. have someone like severely sign off on that. And yep. that is really hard to do. Yep. At, at the beginning, they're like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Exactly. I'll help you out. And then later you're like, oh, I have a seven-year-old and I want them to yeah. move to California with me, you know, whatever. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, we'll do that. And then um, I'm hoping like maybe November, like just before Christmas. And then when you're pregnant, are you going to continue to date? That I don't know. Um, that's kind of weird. Dating while pregnant, if you will. <laughs> I should do a whole, whole documentary on that, right? Netflix. That would be, oh my God, <laughs> you so should. Like that, that would be fascinating. <laughs> and also just for you to just see like who would be more open to it. Would men be more open to it? Would women be more Ooh. open to it? Or that would be super interesting to measure, you know? Yeah. My spidey instincts that. say that women would be more open to yeah. it and guys would be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> What's my role if you're already having a baby? Yeah, that's true. And then what about like, have and, and forgive me, like if you haven't thought these through, no, you don't have great. to, but I'm so curious, like when you have a child, will you continue to look for a partner? 
Um, I mean, I'm always, I, I'm a believer in like, I've always been like this and people make fun of me. Like I, fairy tales, like someone's going to true romance. Yeah. yeah. Someone's going to sweep me off my feet. And then I, everyone tells me, Oh, it'll happen when you're not looking for it. So now I'm always looking for it, not <laughs> looking for it. I, I love that too. I've been told that too. You're like, but, and then I, you play these really stupid tricks with yourself where you're like, yeah. I'm going to go into this new seminar or class and I'm not going to look for anyone because I'm not supposed to yep. be looking for anyone. You're like, yep. does it literally make any sense? Yep. I'll, or I'll be at a bar by myself and like some really cute guy will walk by and I'll be like, I wasn't ready. I'm not I wasn't looking. waiting for it. So is that him? It makes because I'm sense. not waiting for it. How can you pretend you're not looking for a partner or interested yeah. in dating when you actually are? It's like ludicrous to me maybe i think what they mean to say is um they were angry at life and didn't give a shit anymore and that's <laughs> cool when cool so when you up. totally lose hope is when someone yep. will arrive in your life <laughs> and miraculously turn everything over yep, that um yeah that looks that sounds really great to me too um what anything else uh that's like frustrating you that's particularly bothering you in today's day and age of trying to date on apps or just uh you know sort of in our social media culture probably just like and i'm I'm guilty of this too but how we are in the beginning when you first date you mm -hmm. know you go out of your way to be this amazing person and like treat someone so well and um, listen to them and and care about how they're feeling and then after a couple months well i guess more so with men but after a couple months um they're just this totally different person that really frustrates me because i try to be who i am at the beginning as much as possible yeah. yeah um and i just uh yeah i that really frustrates me because then i feel stupid and bamboozled and I think that frustrates me and also reliability. Like if you say you want to take me out or say you want to go on a date and then I don't hear from you, like I'm not. Yeah, I experience a lot of frustration around this as well, um, which I, I, I think has a lot to do with our phone culture now that we're um, everything's we're just in, trapped in this world of immediacy. Mm, and um, that's true. It works on both ends. Like I'm like. If I don't hear from you in the next day, I'm moving on. Yeah. But it's also the expectation that um, that that you're there to respond. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like like we all need everything to happen in the next 24 hours. There's no patience to it. There's no grace. And it's just because it's hardwired in us. I was talking about this with a friend the other day about how – remember when we used to like – call someone and leave a voicemail mm -hmm. and then you'd have to wait several hours for them to like get home mm -hmm. from work or school and listen to that voicemail yep. and then call you back when they were free like that's how we used to date yep. so even me i used to be able to wait several hours and not be anxious about hearing back from somebody and now i'm like two hours goes by why didn't you respond to me? Yeah. And I, it's not a behavior I like, but at the same time, we, we're there. We can't get rid of us. Mm. It's, in, it's innate in us already. Yep. And I and don't that, have patience at all. Right. It's <laughs> like, so I'm with you. It's like that. Um, it's just we have an expectation that people should respond immediately. Um, if you're a courteous person, that you would respond to the email, you respond to the text, or you invite someone out and you follow through, right? But... Also, at the same time, the other side of that, the evil of that is 
we assume if we don't hear from them or if they haven't asked us out, it's over. It's done. They're not interested, right? That, like, quick to judge. So I don't have any answers. I'm just I'm just no. bitching myself. <laughs> no, you're right. The the first guy I dated after ten years in, in April, that's why I broke it off with him because he would take it would take him twenty four hours to respond to a question that I would text him. And I just felt like It is rude because you know they saw it. Yeah. Oh yeah. But at the same time I'm trying to check myself and be like, yo. Uh, this anxiety around dating, yep. not healthy. I yep. hate this feeling in me of like, why isn't he like me? Why isn't he got me back? Mm-hmm. What did I write that was wrong? I hate, it's a, like a this spin in the in the it head that I like. I freaking hate it. I, I never had a woman ever do that to me. That's because no. women are respectful <laughs> and they respond to your email and they have follow through. Um, <laughs> Ari, you've been very patient over there. <laughs> Wait, hold on, Ari, you were on your phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I was you like, guys, we're literally Shoshana and I are sitting here talking about how the degradation of our culture has made of us all impatient and <laughs> how we are like tried to. And Ari's in a podcast very room. Important, very important. I hope you are to responding to texts and emails. I hope that's what you were doing. I was. <laughs> I hope you were like not. I was on Amazon. I was not on Amazon, but I was. <laughs> I did check an app. Speaking of apps, uh, oh my god! Stupid if apps. only we had a video feed. Please validate me. Um, so we talked about a whole bunch of things, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just want to acknowledge one of the reasons I asked you on this particular episode of the mm-hmm. podcast is because <gasps> wait for it, you're not straight. I am part of the gatriarchy. <laughs> And I've been waiting to say that for 15 minutes because it popped into my head. It's amazing. Does the gatriarchy exist? Oh, sweetie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, Like in a big, big way. I never really thought about that. When we talk about patriarchy, does it like include men who have also been kind of ostracized and marginalized as well? Oh, I mean, there's, I mean, in the way that, you know, heteronormativity is real in the straight world it's very much real in the gay world yeah especially with gay men and like white Mm. gay men so like within the community it's very stratified i think it's a fascinating little microcosm within the larger you know lgbt yeah i guess it's not something that i really thought about is that within your own it makes sense within your own culture for lack of better word you each society will set up its own rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And we've got, all, really the, we've got all the animals covered. You know, we've got like the bears, wolves, <laughs> yes, <I've heard>. otters. <laughs> that's not pups, what I was thinking about. But, badgers. You know. we, badgers. Could have, we could have animals too if we wanted to. They're called furries, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, furries. <laughs> this yeah. is going off on a weird tangent really already. Is. Have you experienced some any of the behavior that both Shoshana and I have talked about just in terms of dating? Yeah, I mean, I the masculine kind of like typical qualities are predominant in the like specifically in like the gay male community for sure it's a lot of masculine in what way like that kind of like aloof you know maybe not interested like you know not really showing vulnerability or interest kind of standoffishness yeah very like looking for mask which is masculine yeah mask only no fats no femmes no asians no like it's like that's awful. It's crazy. That sounds like yeah. the patriarchy times 1100. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's obsessive. And I'm like, cool, I'm never going to, like, I'm going to stay away from you. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's 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 a strange little world, you know? There's a, a theory that um, a dating coach that we had on the podcast, mm -hmm. um, Dahlia Karnofsky, she has this theory that there is in every relationship a masculine and a feminine energy. And they're not necessarily attributed to male or female or men and women, but the masculine energy is the aggressor. Like I was thinking about, this is really awful, but like I was thinking about like plugs. Tops you know? and bottoms. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like there's always like they literally, they say there's a female end of a plug and like a male end of a plug yeah. and like it literally goes down to that. So that one of the things goes forward and one is the receiver. So the masculine energy is the aggressor mm -hmm. and the female energy or the feminine energy is mm -hmm. the receiver. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I struggle with is that I have a very masculine energy. And so I think I, I struggle with putting that on its side and becoming a feminine energy when in dating or finding a guy that has a feminine energy. So how, in when you're dating, how, how do you guys define that juggle and how do you navigate it? It's so interesting because I, I have, I would say some qualities that like I'm super, I mean, you know me, like I'm, I'm a sensitive dude. Mm -hmm. And um, so I can, re I can definitely sympathize with, a lot of what you guys were saying, but you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's just, it's just animalistic in a way it's, it's maybe simpler. I'm not saying that this to be offensive to women, um, that you're overcomplicated, but it's like people can think in terms of just like, all right, well, who's going to be the top and who's going to be the bottom. And, you know, and then from, so there, it's like a personality thing and not, you just sort of figure it out as you go. Yeah. But you know, what's also interesting. I was just kind of like, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, over time is, one of these things, like the common traits I notice in people, especially whether it's straight or gay, you know, whoever, men who are so obsessed with masculinity is just like, it's clearly you're so insecure in yourself that what you're really afraid of really is being seen as anything less than masculine, of course, of which course. is a woman, which is like the most, which is like, so, but even the fact that gay men do that to me is just like, whoa, that is so crazy that that's so ingrained, mm. not in just the straight world, yeah. but that in the queer world, people are so, people can be so afraid of, you know, not being tough enough or manly wow. enough or this enough because anything less means that you're basically a woman, which is like less than, which is insane. I mean, like, that is bonkers. so meta. Like I can't you know even I mean? wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been, I and I'm, I'm not thinking about that in like a good or bad way, but I was just like, oh my God, like it touches like every part of the culture. You yeah, know I mean? and it mirrors the patriarchy, which is, like I said, ironic because it is a subset it's of a society that's the been marginalized. Yeah, it's just a little they bit more They went and colorful. created their own patriarchy. Right. It's like when the Jews Awful. went over the Upper West Side because they weren't allowed on the Upper East Side. So they're like, screw you, we'll make our own, you know? And now then they everywhere. took over New York. Now we're everywhere. <laughs> um... <laughs> Just sort of to round it out, yeah. one quick thing that, like, really frustrates you in today's dating culture. Uh, I think people – I was just recently dating someone by dating. It was, like, three weeks. Um, and as soon as we slept together, it was it. Oh, the great disappearing act. And I could feel it, like – the sex was like actually like on point. Like it was, I was like, what great. Is it was that? super like, but I will say having just seen, um, that, okay. Ted Bundy, Netflix mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. that, um, I noticed like when we're, when we're having the adult times that he 
there was like a kind of something in his eyes that kind of just like checked out. Like he wasn't like the, you know, I know when sex is really, really good, like even better than that. You're connecting. You're, you're looking yeah, at each yeah. other and you're mm-hmm. like kind of talking a little bit. And I remember like him looking, he was kind of looking down at me and I was like, I can look back now and be like, oh, right. Like, you weren't there. He wasn't there. I mean, it still felt awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But um, in that case, you were talking about kind of clingy neediness. I definitely did the like, I was aloof before. Went in our earlier communication, and then when I felt, when I felt that happen, like I was like, oh, and he let me sleep over. Okay, so we're moving forward. Yeah. So then, I reached out, and then I was like, oh god, yeah, this is not. He's done. <sighs> oh god. And then god. I was like, just like, oh, men are garbage. I'm gonna be in a codependent <laughs> relationship with my cat. And it's so satisfying know. to hear a man say, "Men are garbage." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. No, we are. I mean, but also like, and yeah, in in this, I totally um, there's an ageism in the gay community that is just as strong and intense, maybe even more so in ways, um, at least with the gay men. And you have to check these. This is the pressure that you have to feel. Like you have to look like a men's health model. You have to. Men's health. Does anyone read that anymore? Um, I just aged myself. Instagram model. Um, you have to make this amount of money. You have to um, just be like this, 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 and make it look easy. And then also, also hmm. this idea that people are like looking over their shoulder for the next best thing, like all the time. Um, so Sounds it's like, great for therapy. Listen, you are welcome. <laughs> you are welcome in our world. Anytime. I do love holding women. I do like the softness of women. Like, I like, I did like kissing women. I did like it. And on that note. I don't know. (laughs) I was getting all sorts of weird, you guys. Oh, whatever. I mean. (laughs) Fast forward. Shoshana, Jeanette, and Ari are all naked in the podcast booth together. (laughs) Yeah. Cuddling. Um, Yeah, before this this gets weird, you guys. It's already weird, but. We're there. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this queer episode of Queer Eye for the Single Guy and Gal. Listener. <laughs> um, we appreciate you guys listening, and we will catch you next time.